This is Food First Michigan on 760 WJR. Sponsored by the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Creating a food secure state. And by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome everyone and thanks for listening. Senator Roger Victory, Michigan State Senator, Chair of the Senate Ag Committee, and a farmer himself is our guest today. Senator Victory is no stranger to Food First Michigan and partners with us at the Food Bank Council to distribute food from his farm to folks in need. The last time we talked with him on the show, he sat atop of one of his tractors and we discussed the perils of farming in regard to the unusually high amount of rain that we were experiencing at the time. We also talked about the trade war the United States found itself in with China, and farming today, as it is apparent, is not easy. And it's not enough to know plants, but you also need to know international politics as well. Like most paradoxes, the food supply chain is strong and vulnerable all at the same time. We do not have a food shortage, but we do have supply chain challenges that can make us think shortages are possible. Leaders should see better before and beyond than the rest of us. And Senator Victory sees better than most and put together a bill, Senate Bill 885, that strengthens and empowers the entire food chain, including food banks and the residents we serve. Join me when Jerry Brisson and the good Senator Roger Victory joins the show next on this edition of Food First Michigan. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for being with us. As promised, Jerry Brisson is in the studio, and on our WJR line is our good Senator Roger Victory, the chair of the Michigan Senate Agricultural Committee, and uh, one of our farmers, Jerry, that helps us with the folks and the families that we serve. You know, the only danger of starting with what uh, Senator Victory means to us is it could go on so long. Yes. I mean, <laughs> no, we really appreciate your your many years of support and encouragement, both professionally and personally and the way you stand for our agriculture community and our food banks has been just amazing so so always good to have you with us well i appreciate those kind words and uh we did we have done a lot in the past but there's a lot of work still to be done and especially some things that we learned through covid so that's where i uh, eager to work with my good partners and make sure that uh, we can make a change here in Michigan, making sure we have food accessibility in our rural communities and in our uh, urban communities. Well, Senator Victory, you've been hard at work with uh, the Agricultural Committee, some great friends of the food banks on that committee as well, particularly Senator Daly, who served with me on the on the Governor's Food Security Council. Um, but we've got a bill that's come out of your committee, and I wondered if you could talk to us a little bit about Senate Bill 885. I, it will be my pleasure. Uh, Senate Bill 885 is a bill that we had testimony in my uh, uh, MDAR egg uh, subcommittee. That's the appropriation side of it. We have the policy side and the appropriation uh, side, and uh, testimony came out uh, brilliantly highlighting the concerns that we have throughout the state of Michigan. Uh, there was uh, testimony from our protein processors, testimony from 
our uh, food bank operators, testimony through uh, even on infrastructure concerns, and just brought to light the host of uh, issues, but also the host of potential that we have here in the state of Michigan. And I felt it was critical to take uh, highlight that in Senate Bill 885. It was a billion-dollar-plus uh, uh, expenditure or, uh, or investment into our hometown, our rural communities, and highlighting the need to move Michigan forward, especially when you look at Michigan as a blue-water economy. Uh, we can grow it here. We can process it here, and we can distribute it here. And just, uh, and at the end of the day, it benefits the farmers, it benefits food accessibility, and ultimately it benefits the hardworking men and the women in the state of Michigan by lowering those prices at your local grocery store. So I think it'd be really good for our listeners to hear, how did the learnings from the pandemic help you bring these issues to light you know you 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 mentioned it when you first started talking and and i think we've all learned some things from the pandemic and certainly some things about the supply chain so can you give us a little insight into the kinds of things you learned that made you say you know this is not only something we can fix but it's going to really make our life better it came about from a simple question from a constituent named sandy in the district sandy indicated to me she said, I went to the local grocery store, uh, one of those um, major brand, uh, chain stores, and there was no chicken and no pork in that uh, refrigerated display counter at that grocery store. And yet when I drive through the community, I see the barns full of the poultry product. I see the barns full uh, it was the, uh, the pork, pro- pork and the pigs. And you drive through there, you see the cattle in the field. Why, when we have all this uh, food, this livestock in the fields, we can physically see it, and yet there's not available at our uh, grocery store shelf and uh, in that refrigerated counter. And I said, Sandad that is an excellent question. And then we dealt into it and then seeing where are those barriers, where there's the restrictions, and learning that, uh, you know, we have minimal protein processors. Uh, over the years, our hometown communities, we lost that uh, capacity, and yet and they got more and more consolidated, and those supply chains got stretched out further and further. You know, we may grow it here in Michigan, but we don't process it in Michigan. And then we start asking the question, why? That important question, why? Where are the barriers? And the barriers were indicated. A lot of times we don't have the infrastructure uh, available. Sometimes it's the regulation. Sometimes it's just a simple thing of uh, getting those permits taken care of. And so that's where we started addressing all these issues in uh, Senate Bill 885. And some it's a funding mechanism, and sometimes it's inv- you know getting those investments, uh, walking alongside those uh, producers and those processors and removing those barriers and making sure that Michigan can uh, continue to be one of the most diversified agricultural states in its production, processing, and making a difference in the Midwest and throughout the world. Well, and we know that agriculture is one of the most significant economic drivers in our state. It has been for a long time, one of the top three um, for as long as I can remember. And, and you know, we haven't made a lot of investments in this kind of stuff for a long time. And so it seems like this is the right time uh, based on not only the learning, but also on, gosh, shouldn't we be investing in one of the most important economic drivers in our state? Amen to that. And part of that conversation came about, too, is that, you know, we, we need to flip the script. The conversation, we, we're a manufacturing state, and we had some, uh, you know, we talked about mobility, 
and the state has stepped up to the plate and making sure we're investing in the mobility industry. But it seems to be in the last three decades, we continue to disinvest in our hometown communities. And this disinvestment, uh, our infrastructure gets to be uh, aged. Uh, We don't have that supply of water or water treatment issues. And this is what's needed for our ag processing. So it just seems to be, uh, and I'm challenging the folks here in Lansing, step outside the comfort zone, uh, flip the script, and making sure that all of our economy in the state of Michigan, our manufacturing community, continue to grow that, but do not neglect our hometown communities. And, uh, And this has been going on for three decades, and that's what Senate Bill 885 addresses, making sure that our hometown communities and those needs uh, which are our farmers, our processors, uh, and those areas of uh, and, and proper infrastructure, those needs are being met. That And ultimately, all 10 million Michiganders benefit by lowering those food costs uh, and making fighting these uh, high prices. Well, I had the privilege, uh, Senator, to be one of the ones that testified before the subcommittee, and um, it was a it was a tremendous experience to see something that we don't often see there at the Capitol. We, I think we'd all like to see more of it. And that was, a, this, was a, this was an issue, uh, a challenge, I should say, that really unified the parties. Mm-hmm. That everybody in the room, and I mean everybody in the room, saw this as a, uh, the right thing to do. Um, I don't know if we can say, you know, we've been about trying to fix the damn roads, but here's a chance to fix agriculture. And, and, and make these same kinds of investments that you were just referred to. And what I think I'd like to do is take a quick break here and then come back and pick out a couple of these line items. And Jerry is already chomping at the bit to ask you another question. But let's, let's pay some bills ourselves. We'll take a quick break. This is Senator Roger Victory. That's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. And we're all three back with you in just a moment. Contact the Food Bank Council of Michigan at fbcmich.org. Now back to more Food First Michigan with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome back, everyone. Senator Roger Victory is our guest today. Jerry Brisson, go ahead. I know you can't wait. You've got another question for the senator. <laughs> oh, I got my list, actually, you know, because this is exciting stuff for us. Um, as we've, food banks have struggled with the food supply chain issues, and we have so many good local relationships, and we've never met a grower that didn't want to help their community. We never have. We know how generous and, and available not just the growers, really, but the entire food industry has been in taking care of our community members in need. And quite frankly, um, that alone is enough motivation for me to say, let's keep investing in what that that sector of our economy not only does for working families, but also for those in need. It's been a tremendously positive and strong relationship. So my first question really has to do with, well, where are we in the process now? How, what, how do we get this thing passed? What do we need to do? Well, thank you for that question, Jerry. And that, you know, we have, a, we spread the word, we got the, uh, the message out there. And now how do we get this thing across the finish line? So as we speak, we are rewriting, we're redrafting some amendments to Senate Bill 885 uh, because we did pass the uh, supplemental water bill. Some of the issues in Senate Bill 885 was included into that uh, that bill. 
so now as we go forward, uh, we had a, as I was doing my uh, subcommittee report of MDAR, I know uh, the chair, Stamas, highlighted uh, some, you know, there's some concerns, and he even highlighted that a lot of the issues of Senate Bill 85. So I, I believe we got the good ear of the, the chair of appropriations. We have the good ear of our committee uh, on appropriations as a whole addressing issues. So we have to keep this on the forefront. We've got to keep the foot on the accelerator because there's a lot of needs out through the state. Uh, you know, people say there's a lot of money available, but remember for every billion dollars on that uh, that's available for us to have those decisions, there's probably another hundred million, hundred billion ask on it. So <laughs> my point, yeah. So my point is like what we're discussing here, this, this is bipartisan. I, this is something that uh, you do not see in Lansing uh, very often when you have both sides of the aisle coming across saying this needs to be addressed. This, this affects my constituents, it affects my district, my community, my hometown. And, uh, and this is where we can do something amazing. Uh, we're trying to make sure that the administration's well informed on this, working with them on this uh, aspect, making sure they comprehend what we're trying to achieve here. So it's, uh, it's again, uh, from all angles, make this happen uh, and making sure that in Senate Bill 85, we're not uh, leaving anybody behind and we're making sure all the stakeholders are present and making sure it's prescriptive to the needs because we have to make sure that uh, those precious few dollars are available, leveraging them and making a substantial uh, change, not just for this year, but it's sustainable into the next decade going forward. Is there anything our listeners could do to help at this point, or is or is the is the you know is the the public part of this really done, and it's really up to now the legislator to just do their work? The the public's work is never done until the ink is dry on the uh, Senate Bill 885. So <laughs> I thank you, Jerry, for the ask out there. The anyone that's listening to us, contact your state representative, contact your state senator, contact the uh, administration. Let them know that you're concerned about food accessibility. Let them be known that you're concerned about the high cost of the food uh, and making sure that uh, our hardworking men and women have accessibility to food, but also healthy nutritional food that's grown here in Michigan, that can be processed here in Michigan, and that we can consume that here. And the need is great. We see our uh, geopolitical concerns of the tragedy that's going out with the war and uh, in Eastern Europe, you know, where, and we have to make sure that we can get it done right here in Michigan because it's a state-level issue, national issue, and a worldwide issue. And if we get this right uh, and develop our blue water economy in Michigan, it will be all the better for us in the next decade and the decades going forward. And I know there's a website that people can go to if they're not sure who the representative is or they don't know their the number right off the top of their head, which, you know, of course they do, right? But... Uh, <laughs> But uh, but again, you know, you you mentioned that this whole thing got started because a constituent came to you and said, this is something that I experienced in my life that that then has resulted in a significant move to fix some of the problems with our infrastructure and with our investment in our agricultural community. So for our listeners, your voice is important. It really does matter. It is how the political process works. And we want you to engage right now because this I just want to say a a little bit about some of the things for food banks in this. You know, food banks have been growing to address the needs of the hungry in our community for a number of years now. And and we have made some investments 
up to now. But we know even to do our work at its highest and best level, we need a little bit of help too. And, and this bill addresses that in a number of ways, both in terms of potentially infrastructure investments so that we can be in the right place at the right time with the right food. We know that if we had, a, for example, uh, a, a way of better getting f- uh, food from growers in the northern part of the Lower Peninsula, it, mm-hmm. would, it would help everybody collect more food that that would that could otherwise go to waste if we don't learn how to do that. And so, you know, there's some practical things in here for food banks as well. So our listeners who we know love food banks, we want you to we want you to contact your uh, your state legislators and and let them know this is important to you. Thank you, Jerry. I couldn't have said it any better. And there again, this is a bipartisan issue. You know, we hear, always hear the angst of this uh, noise that's going on. And if you've always been complaining about this, uh, a lot of those divisions we see in politics, now's the opportunity for your listeners to say, hey, uh, put that aside. Let's get to work together and make a difference. Well, there's one line item here I want to talk with you about, Senator Victory, before we let you go, uh, because we know you you have session and um, you're you're always about doing the people's work. So let me, let me get your thoughts on one one of these line items. There is a there's a line in the budget for uh, Senate Bill 885 that talks about um, uh, a Michigan-styled farm-to-family food box program. I think is how we described it, and that's something we learned from the um, from the pandemic as well. And so talk to us a little bit about that. And uh, then Jerry and I, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up this show for you so that you can get in there and, uh, and do the good work you do. Right. Well, that came about because one is during the pandemic, a uh, number of our uh, faith-based organizations and other organizations were stepping up to the plate and making a difference. And then uh, as we went along, there's been with several different federal programs, but with give it to you know the feds can always make that regulation can became more erroneous. So uh, our attempt to is the need continues to be. We've been talking to the folks on the front line, you know them for, uh, and the need continues to be there, especially in this uh, record high price of inflation, and the in making sure that this the needs are met. So our process here is let's make it more localized. Remove some of that regulations and some of those controls for venting that, that getting those things more directly done, more at the local level. Because it seems to be higher up you put that process, the, the, it becomes more cumbersome. So our goal here at the end of the day is streamlining it, making sure those food bots programs that were extremely successful continue it, but get it more localized and get it out of the hands of that, you know, the further away, the more logistics has to go into it streamlining it, get it to the where, the where the need is at. Well, I really appreciated the opportunity to testify and, and to talk about this one line item in particular that's in Senate Bill 885. Um, and, and because the, the food banks played such a critical role across the state in ensuring that that food that was distributed from Michigan vendors through our local pantry network, and many of them are faith-based, as you shared, uh, that that food was indeed kept at temperature, was safe, and uh, endangered, never endangered the community. And I, I really appreciate how the committee uh, listened to that point about food safety from a food bank standpoint, and our pantry network, and uh, and really trusted, you know, to get this to the local level, as you say. But let's have professionals handle that food up into that 
uh, that point of distribution. So I think it's a great partnership uh, between uh, the legislature and, and the Food Bank Council, and it's always been, and this is a way to enhance that even further. I appreciate Phil and Jerry. I tell you what, this is this is one of my one of my favorite radio interviews I ever have done. And you guys think we can see the passion, and uh, let's just put this passion to work, and let's get this across the finish line. Well, we're with you, Senator. Thank you for being with us. Here we go. Here we go. Jerry and I are back in just a moment. Food first, Michigan. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for being back. Jerry, that is our friend and leader in the Senate Ag and in Michigan Agriculture, Senator Roger Victory, who has been on this show several times for several different reasons. One, because he's a farmer himself and now as the leader of the Senate Ag Committee with a pretty substantial piece of legislation that he and his committee have put forward. You know, I'm going to say something funny right now. I'm just going to say 1.4 billion isn't that big, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I know. I know that's a funny thing to say, but let let's try to put into perspective what 1.4 billion means in in terms of agriculture in Michigan. So the entire uh, gross domestic product, that's a measure of our economy in Michigan. The entire economy produces about $473 billion in in activity, right? That's, that's a B with that, right? That's a B, right. Yeah. $473 billion. Agriculture contributes $104 billion wow. of that activity every year, right? So our agriculture sector contributes $104 billion to a $473 billion economy in the state. Yeah, you're the math genius. That's 20-something percent, right? Yeah, you know, good enough. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a lot, Well, right? $1.4 billion, said to, the way you're talking about it, sounds like a rounding error. I mean, right. I mean, when, <laughs> when you look at how important this segment is to our economy. Now, when we talk about the economy, that can all sound like numbers on a spreadsheet. But what it really means is working people. What it really means is how families are supported. We have said many times on our show that the best social service program is a job, mm -hmm. right? Our agricultural economy in Michigan is one of the most important producers of jobs in the state. It's how people you know, support their families and their schools and their and their local communities. Sure. And, and Senator Victory said several times how this bill is aimed at local communities and to continue to help those local communities. And we've also talked about how small town main streets aren't what they used to be. And these kinds of investments where people are and where they want to live and raise their families are so important. And as I said, funny but true, $1.4 in light of all those things just isn't that big. You know, one of the things, too, Jerry, that he talked about was that Michigan, as the world knows, is, is often thought of as a manufacturing state. And certainly with, with General Motors and, and Ford and Chrysler and we're, you know, and now the move from, from uh, fossil fuel-based <laughs> vehicles to electric vehicles— um, you know, they're, they're, and we just had a major investment to help those uh, those jobs in that manufacturing sector stay here in Michigan and not go to other states or other countries. Um, but wow, I mean, agriculture 
it seems like, you know, being the second most diverse agricultural state in the U.S., only California growing a greater variety of foods. And think about how short our growing season actually is. Uh, It seems like it's time for an investment in ag. You know, I I also think the story that he told about how this even came about, talking about how this bill even started, was really impactful. It came about from a simple question from a constituent named Sandy in the district. Sandy indicated to me, she said, I went to the local grocery store, uh, one of those um, major brand uh, chain stores, and there was no chicken and no pork in that uh, refrigerated display counter at that grocery store and yet when i drive through the community i see the barns full of the poultry product i see the barns full uh it was the uh the pork 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 and the pigs and you drive through there you see the cattle in the field why when we have all this uh food this livestock in the fields we can physically see it and yet there's not available at our uh grocery store shelf and uh, in that refrigerated counter and I said, Sam, that is an excellent question. And then we dealt into it and then seeing where are those barriers, where are the restrictions, and learning that, uh, you know, we have minimal protein processors. Uh, over the years, our hometown communities, we lost that uh, capacity. And yet, and they got more and more consolidated. And then those supply chains got stretched out further and further. You know, we may grow it here in Michigan, but we don't process it in Michigan. Yeah, so it pays to talk to your representative and your senator, right? Because, look, that conversation has grown into a $1.4 billion investment, proposed investment, into the agricultural sector. And when we talk about changing the conversation, right, it really does involve all of us. As we all participate more, as we all understand better that these problems are not bigger than us, what do you say, doctor? You should say it. Yeah. you know that well. We we talk about food in in the context of food insecurity. That it's not bigger than we are. It's not better than we are. And it's not beyond us to solve. And here's an example of what it takes to do that. Right? It's not bigger than we are. It's not better than we are. It's not beyond us to solve. And your voice matters. So we said we were going to give you a website for how you can find your legislator to just let them know you care about this and that you think Senate Bill 885 is important to pass. And uh, here's that website. So it's you can just go to a Michigan legislature, just Google that. It'll take you to either the Senate or the House. And right there, you can put in your zip code and you will find out who your representative, who your state senator is. And then you can simply call their office or email them, whatever you want to do, and say you support Senate Bill 885. And that will carry some weight. Um, if you, I mean, they, I, trust me, legislators listen to their constituents. Roger, Senator Victory, is a great example of that in this story. Yeah, so we're going to repeat these steps because this is only going to take you two minutes and 30 seconds. This is such a short amount of time, but it makes a big difference. You Google the Michigan legislature. Okay. Right. And that, and then it's going to show you the, the House website and the Senate website. And as soon as you get there, there'll be a little search box there that you can put in your zip code and it will take you to your senator, your representative. It will show you their contact information. And all you have to do is phone them and say, you support 
Senate Bill 885. And that'll make a big difference for us. So thank you. Thank you for taking the time. We really do appreciate it. It is a movement. And we are seeing some big movement right here, right now, that can make a huge difference for food banks, but most importantly, for the people in our community who need us. And uh, and Senator Victory did mention that you know that need is still out there. That that was part of the testimony that happened during the uh, the vetting of this bill, and and to some degree even the creation of what that bill will actually be. And we have certainly seen that. In fact, I'm just going to give one little number in the month of March over. Over the prior six months, just gleaners alone saw an increase in the number of households to our mobile pantries go from 9,000 in the months prior to 13,000 just in the month of March. And that only represents uh, uh, about 20% of our work in a month, right? So, mm-hmm. But it's a good indicator because you don't have to make appointments. You can right. just show up, and so we know... If people are showing up, if that many more people are showing up, that's a big change month to month. We don't know why yet. We're still figuring it out, but the need is still there. And we need infrastructure support, and we need food support for for our people that we're trying to help as they go through a crisis in their life or a change in their life where we can walk with them so they can move on to their next success. This bill, Senate Bill 885, is really going to help. It's going to help them, and it's going to help the growers, the processors, the producers. It's going to help the entire Michigan agriculture, and it's going to really do what it's designed to do, which is stabilize the food chain. Uh, In fact, they used in the hearing, they used the term food security in reference to the food chain, the food supply chain. I'd never heard that done before, but I liked it when I heard it. But I thought, well, they should pay us royalties because we really, uh, you know, we use the term food security, food insecurity quite often to describe our work. Hey, let's make that happen. (laughs) That's a way to support the food banks. Royalties on the food insecurity term. I love it. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe next session. (laughs) Hey, Jerry, let's take a quick break here and come back and wrap up this show. Uh, We're talking about Senate Bill 8850, historic $1.4 billion investment into the agriculture of Michigan. And it's been about 30 years since we've made this type of significant investment. And, uh, you know, infrastructure is a big, big topic in Michigan always. And so we'll come back and wrap up this show in just a moment. He's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. And we're back in just a moment. Welcome back, everyone. Dr. Phil Knight here with Jerry Brisson. I think it's how Paul, Paul W. says your name. <laughs> Something like that. Jerry Brisson. So, um, Jerry, Senate Bill 885. Senator Roger Victory, the entire Ag Committee. Uh, this bill is now um, before the Senate Appropriations Committee. That's uh, Senator Jim Stamos uh, is the leader for that uh, section. And so um, now we, we've invited our listeners to participate in this great political process that we have here in our country and uh, call and support Senate Bill 885. $1.4 billion, you said earlier, was not that much money, but it's a lot of money to a lot of us, I'm just going to say. It's a little more than a rounding error. Um, why does it Why does it really matter? I mean, I know we talked about the, the, the professional side of agriculture 
growers, producers, you know, and, 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 but there's, there's another side of this work too. And it's really the side that breaks our heart. It's the side that keeps us in this work. And that is learning about real people and the, and what's happening in their life. And, and your team did an awesome job this week, um, focusing on what, what are the food needs of seniors and, and how do those needs intersect with programs that are available to support them? And, and from this research, and we're going to do a whole show on this, okay. uh, but from this research that, that your team did, and they really did a fantastic job, they, they, they talked to, I mean, so many organizations and, and pe- professionals who work with seniors and social service agencies, and they looked at national and state databases, and they pulled a lot of information together. We learned something that that surprised us, and and it, and it's this: as a person goes from perfectly able and 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 with the flexible income in their life, and and moves to a, to that part of their life where where maybe they start to have some physical challenges, and and maybe they start to get a little disconnected with with family and and people around them, and they start needing more help. What's actually happening to our seniors is that the more help they need the less help there is available from the existing programs. And that's both Hmm. government and private programs. And that by the time a senior who might have a chronic condition like diabetes or heart disease, and and again, I just want to say the data showed that four out of five seniors struggle with a chronic illness of one kind or another, right? right? And so it's it's a very common thing. And, and so their diet has to change and they get more restrictions in terms of what they can eat to stay active and healthy. And as their diet needs increase, the amount of money available to them to meet those needs is going down. They have a fixed income. Inflation is hurting them. I mean, we're, we're seeing that our seniors, when they're at their most vulnerable, when they have the most physical, emotional, and food needs in their life, the programs to support them actually go away. We, we are going to change that story. We have got ideas about how to use money that's already being spent in a better way. We're, again, we're going to do a whole show on how we can change this story. But fundamentally, when we talk about these infrastructure things that sometimes feel one step removed, increasing the accessibility and lowering the cost of food is going to help solve this problem that we just learned about this week. And I'm, I'm really moved. Both my heart breaks for the seniors there's no question about it but it motivates me man we have got to do more and better and better that's exactly right well it was uh, dr Don opal dr caitlin gaza on our team at the food bank council um did this work and presentation yesterday and it, it was very moving and you know i think to tie that sector of the population back to senate bill 885 it's investments in people that matter. It's not the expense. Somebody $1.4 billion. Oh my gosh, what an expense. No, what an investment. And I think that's part of changing the conversation, Jerry. Well, it's ongoing. It's ongoing. And, and we've done a lot of shows on a lot of different topics and we're focusing on this particular investment right now because we believe it's the time for this. It's the time for food banks. It's the time for our communities. And it's the time for the people that we're trying to help so that we can drive solutions to make everybody's life better. And we've said this many times, when food insecurity goes away, everybody's life is better, not just hungry people. 
but all of us benefit from that. Our kids thrive. Our seniors and the, our seniors are our family. <laughs> These aren't strangers to us. These are our our mothers and our grandparents and our and our fathers and our cousins and our uncles <laughs> and, and maybe people in this studio right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Watch it. <laughs> But I mean, you know, these aren't strangers. These are people we know. We invest in people because they're worth investing in. And this is a really important way that we can make a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I don't think we should be scared of this number at all. I think it's important. And uh, it's a worthy investment of into our agricultural sector and all the men and women who give their lives to make sure the rest of us all have food and everyone within the supply chain. And and then those of us in the, in the charitable food network that makes sure the food gets to folks who need it most. Well, Jerry, time for a little food for thought. The only thing that slips away faster than time is an opportunity. This is the place we find ourselves today. The monies in the state are once-in-a-lifetime opportunities to address long-neglected problems, challenges, and shortcomings. Senate Bill 885 is a bill that is pro-agriculture, pro-farmer, pro-producer, pro-charitable food system. It should be fully funded, passed unanimously, and signed by the governor to bring resources to bear and to support our second largest sector of the Michigan economy, agriculture. Somewhere, the sponsors of our show are saying, which is Farm, the family of companies at Farm Bureau, they're saying, amen, Dr. Phil, amen. If this bill passes in its present form, it will help us keep food first, folks. Food first. Food First Michigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state.